Hello everyone, and uh, welcome back after no content in November, whether that was on purpose or not, you'll never know. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm here today with a couple amazing musicians, uh, Keenan Reimer Watts and Veda, whose last name I'm going to ruin up, uh, Hignett McDonald? No! no? <laughs> Good! What is it again? Hingert McDonald. Hingert, oh, Love boy. That. Yeah, well, that, you, now you know for sure. Uh, they're both awesome musicians and uh, basically humanitarians, if I could be so bold. Uh, I know Keenan, we know each other from like a little while a back. A while, yeah. Yeah, you, you were at Glory for a while and then you're out and now you're back. Yeah. And uh, amazing pianist, composer, really talented musician. I, I will never forget playing the Glenn Beard. That was a lot of fun. Concerto with you. That was, that was a, a lot, lot of fun, fun, man. And you're also starting doing this non-for-profit man which is super cool yeah life is taking lots of turns yeah that's for sure and then veda <laughs> who is amazing violinist amazing musician uh and violinist in many modalities so i've heard you play uh more than just in the string quartet hey now <laughs> um but also like doing this humanitarian humanitarian thing together which is super cool and if i can compliment you for a minute you're actually like one of the main reasons I've taken a huge step into becoming um, waste-free. Yeah, about a year or two ago, I remember you made a post. It might have been a little less than that. Um, it's over a year, I think. Yeah, and I was seeing it, and I usually like, I don't like those posts. I don't like those Facebook. I'm like, where people are like, look what I'm doing, or guys, guys, look, look how great. But yeah. I, your post was really informative. I had a lot of really good like ideas on how other people can be ways free and it just kind of stuck with me and eventually I was like oh I guess I don't have to like I don't have to buy this I could like wash out this container and get peanut butter bulk barn or then we have a uh, zero waste bulk down in Waterloo which is across from like the Scotiabank on King Street mm -hmm. I get almost everything from there now other than produce which I try to get from farmers and yeah it's been I mean I'm not quite there but it's been a huge 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 step most of my waste now is from like meat products like the which I'm trying to find a butcher so Anyways, now that I've made this about my waste management, uh, <laughs> let's talk about you guys. Yeah, thanks. Glad to hear that. I yeah. could also thank her, too. I mean, this is... This is yeah. I mean, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of the center point for, I think, a lot of people. But. Yeah. What we're saying is that you're the best. Oh, boy. Thanks, guys. <laughs> what true. a great way to start It's just podcast. true. So, actually, let's, let's start with you as far as just background a little bit. So, we talked a, little, like, a second ago um, about kind of like who you are as a musician and how you started there and who you are as a person because those two things yeah. I think are pretty intersected. Um, so you can share as much or as little as you'd like but just so that people at home, hi mom, uh, can kind of get an idea <laughs> of who you are. Sure, okay. Um, yeah, I started playing violin when I was about four or five and the reason behind that was that anytime my parents would play classical music uh, my favorite game was to guess the instrument, and whenever it was the violin, I just went insane and thought it was the best thing in the whole world. Uh, and I kind of lived in the middle of nowhere, so my parents couldn't find a violin teacher. Um, but I just, like, from the get-go, like, knew I had to play violin. I was not okay with having piano lessons, none of that. Um, yeah, and I've played violin this whole time. It's been sort of the only, like, very constant uh, interest of mine throughout my whole life. Cool. I got really into theater as well. Uh, and I am still part of that. Uh, I started composing recently, so that's Whoa. pretty neat. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I do a bunch of environmental stuff as well, and now I'm sort of trying to work on connecting these, like, 
interests that feel very disparate inside of me but are <laughs> somehow cohesive because they're part of my one cohesive self so i'm yeah. trying to figure that out mm, totally man where are you from by the way from oh i'm from jackson's point ontario jackson's point that's right so it's on nice. the it's on sort of the southish shore of like Simcoe. cool yeah, nice. across from Aurelia, if that helps. Yeah, my dad was born in Aurelia, actually. In cool. that area. Right across the lake. Vaguely. Yeah, cool. You were neighbors. Yeah. You my dad were neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. How about you, Ben? Oh, my musical journey. Um, oh, geez. Uh, I came out singing. No, my mom was singing. <laughs> Hello, <Mary. laughs> Yeah, my mom, my mom sang her way through every single childbirth, actually. So really? I'm sure they had something to do with it. Wow. Yeah, yeah she just screamed. She's well, a hippie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, geez, I don't know. Like, I always played piano. At least that's what I was told. I was punk notes out and stuff like that and, and messed around, kind of like mm. to my heart's content. And uh, let's see. I grew up in uh, a Mennonite church, too, so I was just surrounded by people singing four-part counterpoint all Dude. the time. I and recently that, learned about the Mennonite Church, and it is the choirs are unbelievable. Yeah, there's some there's some good singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. And um, yeah, so I kind of quit violin actually, or not quit violin, quit. Uh, I did quit violin too. <laughs> I quit piano and violin when I was younger because I took violin when I was in uh, high school, and I quit both of them and just messed around and made stuff up. Yeah. And um, then finally started piano up. Only seriously, really in grade 12 before going to Laurier because I was like, well, I have to do something with my life and I didn't want to do biology and I didn't want to want to be a gym teacher or chef before that. So it was a big jump into piano. Very different. But anyways, ended up doing that and yeah, did classical piano at Laurier for four years and it was really great actually. And yeah, also dope into composition around that time. It wasn't, I kind of messed around with stuff beforehand. Did like a garage band album where you just dragged the looping stuff onto the <laughs> anybody else done oh, that yeah. here? Oh, yes. Good. Okay, oh, yes. I'm not the only one. It was good, but I yeah. did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like pretty hilarious. Or key typing. Yeah. I was a killer on that keyboard typing. Oh yeah. Machine. Oh yeah. It was, it was pretty hilarious. But um Yeah. And now I guess I I don't know. After graduating from Laurier, did classical piano for a while until kind of burnt out and then did fiddle and then got more into jazz and I don't know lots of very disparate things started to happen and now yeah just like beta I think I'm just kind of trying to figure out how all those things are connected the environmental activism hey the um that doesn't sound so disparate man for a while it was trying to figure out like oh who am I I just sunk 10 years of my life into practicing five hours a day so what does that mean now that I'm playing fiddle in a field, right? Like, so that's, that's kind of where. Totally, man. Well, it sounds yeah, like, so. not to, not to psychoanalyze you, but it sounds like you just like kind of in the service, man. Like you want to be a gym teacher, you want to be a chef and you're a great musician. You spend a lot of time getting good at it and you are a very good musician. So it just sounds like you want to put stuff out that My people enjoy. My service to the world as a yeah. chef would have just been cheesecakes, I'm afraid. You know, yeah. man, that's all we need. <laughs> I love a good cheesecake. That's cool, man. How did so? Because I I know you like I always think of you as like a composer. Um, so you said you when you were a kid you were always kind of plunking stuff out and digging into yeah. Like, how, do you remember that time at all? Because I kind of did the same, but I don't remember it. I don't remember. I remember writing a lot of a lot of songs when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and I remember making stuff up on GarageBand. Uh, 
GarageBand album that I was actually pretty proud of. Yeah. And I remember only starting to write down stuff as a composer when I was like, geez, I guess. I guess in grade 12, grade 11 or 12, like I never wrote things down before then. Yeah. Actually, just like I memorized stuff and then I recorded it, but I never yeah. actually like notated anything because sight reading for me was just the most, it's like pulling teeth. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> like I'd read it's one note and then true. memorize exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. Huh. I just sort of assumed you always were. No, 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 That's no. funny. Because no, I no. had sort of a funny conversation with my mom the other day. Oh, yeah? Which was like, I fell down kind of an internet rabbit hole of like investigating like masters in composition, which doesn't make sure. sense because I sort of just wrote my first piece ever like just now. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> Your third, third piece ever. You know, but like I used software and it's like yeah. for the orchestra and Ooh. stuff. And I was like, wow, like what's going on? Anyways, I was like, oh, I'm definitely a composer now, yeah. you know, gotta look, you at this, look, at, look at what's going on here but then when I was like telling my mom about it she's like of course you should do that you've always been a composer and like she was telling mm. me about how like whenever I was doing anything like I was just perpetually singing made up melodies and yeah. like not really aware of yeah, it and like all sure. that sort of thing and like that I would just like never shut up and, like even now like when I'm sort of like concentrating you know, I'm like accidentally singing made up things so yeah that's interesting cool that that's how that happened. what did you write by the way Oh, uh, well, so we have, uh, we're in, uh, this is our roommate, Richard Gardner. Yeah, 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 welcome, podcast. welcome, Richard, welcome to the podcast. podcast. <laughs> I'm Mark, by the way. Very nice to meet you, man. All right, podcast on. Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what'd you write? No, no, you hit those wind no, chimes, man. It was kind of nice. It was awesome. Good. Totally. It's like um, being in a jazz club. Yeah. <laughs> wind chime club. Sure, yeah. Kitchen yeah. jazz. <laughs> Kaz. You, you caught the ball that I barely threw at you. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So we're we're in a we're in a duo band called Urso, and uh, we have a song called As Body. That's sort of our like we finish every show with it, and it's right. yeah. it's on our album as well. And it's like um, this like very sort of steady drone piece that has uh, like the metaphor of the the earth as a body and sort of goes through like what we're doing to the earth in a way that's that's very easy to empathize with because it's like related as a person yeah anyway so uh we have the opportunity to perform that with the waterloo chamber players in february cool uh so it's with orchestra and choir and so i was just doing like the orchestration of that yeah and uh we're reading it at the laurier symphony on wednesday so i have nice. to finish it oh very no early. way Are you reading? no i i'm Darn. playing a musical this week so Darn. okay yeah. Yeah. but yeah so that's what that is it's like full orchestra and choir version of our, one of our urso songs cool man i'd love it can you send me the recording when you get it yes i'd love to hear that that'd be awesome when's the concert you said february february 29th Super cool, and that's with the Kishwaterloo Chamber players. No, the Waterloo Chamber. Waterloo, Waterloo Chamber players. Waterloo yeah. Chamber players. Pardon different me. than the Kishwaterloo Chamber, Chamber Orchestra. Orchestra. Right. Yeah. Yes. They're different There's things. so many Waterloo orchestras. Yeah, there's a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. Hot spot. Uh, cool, man. What was your What's your process? I was I always like to know because you're because you're brand new. It's like <laughs> Screaming so upstairs. raw. Disaster. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like the. Some music that I've written before, like I wrote just like stuff for, you know, I was in the composition classes yeah, and stuff. And so that stuff, it would sort of be like, I would have kind of an idea. Like, I don't think I would be capable of writing like not programmatic music. I think like definitely I would write like about something or something yeah. like that. So yeah, like I had um, 
Did Sounds you ever think you'd be playing like Beethoven concertos when you first started learning Mary Had a Little Lamb though? Isn't it kind of like stepping stone? Mm. I, feel like, I feel like you could do it. I mean, I probably could, but I don't yeah. really want to. Like, yeah. I don't know what I would really do about that. But also, like, I feel like I, I was very interested in like being a fantastic violinist from the get-go. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Although, like, I never thought of it as a as a career until yeah. sort of like right when I had to like make decisions about going to school and stuff yeah. like that. But I remember the first time one of my friends, who's like the best guitarist I've ever played with in my life, he got like almost a full ride to Humber, I think, which is crazy for yeah. jazz. His name's Adam uh, Filbert. Really talented guitarist. He plays bass and sings now. Cello, too. He's the guy's phenom. But anyways, I remember him being like, yeah, like, I'm an interview musician. And, you know, I just never thought that was an option. Mm. Like, I never, for whatever reason, I remember the first time like, we, were, we had a band practice and they all went home. And I just, I was like, wow. Like, he's, he's just going to be a musician. It was like, it was like my world, like, went upside down. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's possible. <laughs> yeah yeah it really is it's crazy wow yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah you were asking me about process and yeah. like i don't really have one the funny thing of like working on this piece was that a lot of the work i did was like um because i don't have composition software so i was using keenan's yeah and it's on like computer upstairs which is sort of the like practice space slash studio yeah. situation <laughs> so <Are you> really? <laughs> I'm definitely oh yeah tell so as I just like wail on trumpet like very poorly, <laughs> yeah, trying to write stuff. Posing right there. It's like... And uh, so yeah, if the trumpet parts are a little whack, you know, we'll we'll know why. But, um, but yeah, but it's funny like we we get asked this a lot about um, like our songwriting process with our band. Yeah, yeah. And like we write in very opposite ways. Um, yeah, like when I write songs, I just write poems mm-hmm. and then like figure out how they like what the sort of sonic images yeah, of that and how cool. that will manifest mm. nice. yeah whereas i just write the music oh i mean i i always came out of that way right like composition is like so deeply embedded in in like who i am that i always wrote like just instrumental music or at least for a very long time and so now it's just kind of adding lyrics to that yeah. <laughs> really, yeah, I don't think like, of it any other way. I have adding like, lyrics to notebooks the, and notebooks lyrics to the instrumental stuff without ever having written music. That's super cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, how did you guys start? Like, how did you decide to like form a group? Definitely, just our shared anxiety. I think over the planet and what's going on. And, and <laughs> yeah, and well, we met that. like at Laurier and yeah. um, <clears throat> just sort of started talking and then started hanging out and. Um, I think, how did we actually start? Oh, yeah, you had written a song, Mothers, yeah. and wanted violin on it. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. then I recorded on it, yeah. and it I just really liked... Like would... Yeah, we just really liked each other's Yeah, it style. seemed like you were the perfect person to ask, because you're just, like, so clearly I, that, like, resonated with you, I think, that message. And I remember when you were upstairs, you were recording, and I came up and was like, how's it going? You're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Everything's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's like, how I I've am. never done this before. What's going on? Uh, even Meanwhile, if it's like it's literally like, the most beautiful music. It's like so like beautifully composed. I listened to it afterwards. We did like, what, like 10 takes or something of violin part, right? So I just get to like sift through, you know, like 10 times the length of the song in violin and like, you know, so I just, it, all of it was just, not all of it, probably like, <laughs> probably a solid 40% of it was really amazing, which is good considering That's, like yeah. you're just improvising. And the first so. time you're recording, it's so nerve wracking, man. When you're recording, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez, yeah. it is. That's yeah. So cool. What's Mother's about by the way? You said the content. 
Uh, Mothers is about... Um, well, it was our first single that we released as Earth Zone. It's kind of a, a fundraising single for the International Conservation Fund of Canada. Mm-hmm. And the gist of the song... I mean, I wrote it in the, the uh, kind of living room over there. And um, I think it was really cathartic in a way. I wrote it maybe about a year and a half ago. Um and like kind of when it came out, I just kind of broke down like immediately after when I realized what it was about and like what it was yeah. responding to internally. Yeah. It's kind of about the um, like remembering the feeling of being held by my mother when I was younger and like, like unconditional love and then also likening that to how I think the earth holds all of us in that same kind of unconditional way, but we don't ever think of that on a daily basis we think of like our relationship to our mother as very direct right it's very tangible but i think that every day we're actually being being held and so like there's just that realization and then likening it to my mom and then lots of other things um that i don't want to just like yeah blab about yeah but that's kind I mean, of the that's kind of the basic thing it's just lab like, man i want to know if you want to tell me but, well yeah it's just it's yeah. just that, that idea that like it's called mothers because like obviously sounds cheesy but there's mother earth yeah and then there's your mother yeah and then like you know kind of the what, what, is, of the mother. what is the last um what's the last verse <clears throat> and i am doing what i can to help the earth on which i stand and try to hold it tenderly as i remember you held me wow. that's what anyway so that's yeah that's kind of what it responded to yeah yeah, yeah. so i played on it that's and awesome. then i think it was like that evening actually you were saying like you were gonna release it under like the the name Urso, but then you asked me if I wanted to also be Urso. Yeah, you became Urso. Oh, yeah, pre- was it the, that evening that you recorded? I think it was like right then. I think yeah. I just heard you like the what you put on it, and I was like, well, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> like you're perfect. Like that. There you go. That was just profound. Yeah. Hey, you want to be in my band? <laughs> like, I think that was how that went. Yeah. That's so cool, man. <laughs> I love those stories, man. That's so cool. It worked. Bands, yeah, there's something so special about making music with another person, especially like duos where it's just two people and it's like both of you are giving 110% to make sure that like the full 200 comes out. I don't know, man. It's something so. <laughs> it, it really, it sort it's of feels like. It's definitely really intimate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so and intimate. there's a lot of like very nuanced and like ideas yeah. you can come up with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it can be like very, very collaborative. And you have a lot of time. Yeah, you have a lot of time to hash stuff out and. Really get yeah. to know the other person's playing. You were in band too before you took up oboe, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I like weren't I, you a metal guitarist dude, or something? Not metal. No, no, no not that. quite, man. Okay. I I used to fall asleep with the guitar in my hands like every night though. Mm. When I was in high school, I like probably grade so nice. ten through twelve. Yeah, I just like took every music course in high school, but I played bass and I was in a vocal program and I played bass mostly in that trio with that Adam guy. Another mm-hmm. guy named Steve Nicoletti, super solid drummer. The guy hit the the guy hit the drums so hard, it was amazing. Like when you hear a guy <laughs> who like really just like, bah, bah, like the the tone. Oh man. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I played guitar and bass and stuff like that, and I, I loved it. And and there's something. One thing I did a lot of in high school because I was in a vocal program was I would play guitar and sing with a lot of the vocalists, like one on one or like me playing guitar and a couple singing and like just the intimacy of like just digging completely into someone else's sound when you're especially improvising mm. which is where kind of like most of my roots came from other than like chord charts um i don't know there's there's something 
magical about when you get when you and other musician figure out how you guys can communicate you know it's mm-hmm. like a good conversation when you're kind of like meeting mm-hmm. somebody for the first time mm-hmm. and you find where the breaks are and where the, yeah. the, the space for you to take yeah. up and, yeah. and leave that's is. what i love about jazz 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 that's what i love about jazz as a genre though it's like it feels like it, it really facilitates that Mm. It facilitates that kind of connection and gives people yeah. a really great starting point. And it's like the music Absolutely. is just geared towards dialogue. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. That's actually the reason I love chamber music so much. I know you're a big chamber music person That's too. Right. Yes. Yeah, man. Like and go. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me the stream history and everything. No, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about your experience, but for me, uh, especially in a wind quintet, which is kind of like the analogous. Yeah, it's like the wind you know? string. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not. It's it's close, but it's yeah. not it, most of the time. Uh, just the writing for those string quartets is phenomenal. But yeah, good. like when when you figure out how to how to really like dig into each other's sound, I think that's taught me more about playing the orchestra than actually playing the orchestra. Like playing in those yeah. smaller groups. That's mm. correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's so gargantuan. Like it's such an enormous amount of, I think, education when you're a young person. But. Yeah, chamber music has definitely been, like, the most influential thing for me, like, probably in my whole life and who I am as a person. Like, um, I mean, that that was the reason I went into music was, like, I I went to a summer program called Music at Port Milford for a bunch of years. And the first summer I was there, it was, like, really, like, coming from a small town and... I had I had violin lessons kind of in the next town over and mm. there was sort of only one other family with a whole bunch of kids like oh, taking violin lessons so I, I didn't really know a lot of musicians and uh, so I hadn't really played with other people other than like piano accompanists or whatever yeah but then like going to this program that was uh, yeah string quartet focused and like really excellent faculty and like amazing amazing people um, and getting to know that repertoire and getting to know what it means to listen to people uh, and yeah. and seeing a, a professional quartet play, I just like realized like okay this is my first time ever doing this but like I cannot live without string quartets like yeah. <laughs> I can't not do this for the rest of my life and yeah. so like and yeah and I found also wow. like there are so many people who like sort of became people <laughs> from from programs like that and like yeah learning how to listen um, and empathize and 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 talk to people musically and otherwise but like yeah just like i really think that that if everyone had the opportunity to play string quartets and be coached in in the way that i was really lucky to when i was younger like we would have no problems in the world (laughs) (laughs) boom there it is i honestly think like like the values that chamber music holds like are what we need (laughs) i completely agree there's a sense of tribe or community there's an us that comes from playing with musicians that are, especially in chamber group, I think even orchestras, a, a, a really well connected orchestra that likens back to like our evolutionary basis where like we grew up in tribes mm-hmm. of like maximum 80 probably. That's what the, I think, I, I don't know, I was reading a book called Tribe by Sebastian Younger recently. That's what he had said anyways. Um, and there's something about being in, in small groups where you're, you're so... You're so connected to that other person. That other person has to do their job and you have to do your job or it's not going to go well. Mm. Like, and there's, to me, like, obviously, totally different than being in a place where, like, your survival depends on it. But Mm. I don't know. There's something spiritual about having someone that you trust 
that intimately. Get up on a stage, stand naked in front of everyone, basically. Mm. Four people. And be like, all right, we're going to make beautiful music for you. And we think you should listen to us. Which is, I think, what you're doing when you're playing a chamber concert, man. It's it's so, I don't know, it's so powerful. And I think it's part of the reason that someone like going to PSQ, and some of those concerts, like you, they finish peace, and I'm just like, oh my god, I need, I need like a coffee and a shot and some sleep, man. Like that was such <laughs> an intense experience, and yeah. yeah, yeah, there was like like that one, um, my first year at this summer program, the the faculty concert they played the Beethoven a late string quartet, opus yeah. 32, which yeah. I'd never heard late Beethoven before. I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know it was like some like thing, you know, yeah. um, but. It was like an incredibly hot summer day and it was in a church and they had the fans on and then for the slow movement they were like no 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 like this is sacred like we have to turn off the fans yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they did and we were all like just melting and dying but everyone was also just like weeping because it was yeah. the most like it was the most beautiful i've yeah. never heard anything so beautiful in my wow. life and that was like the moment that i was like oh i'm gonna be a musician that's amazing that's so cool so tell me about all these concerts you guys are putting together oh boy uh, composable concerts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we have a five, five concert series to, for this year, yep. and there are two that we've done so far. One of which was us, and we kind of partnered with the local community garden, Northdale Gardens. Yep. It's called. Yeah. And um, yeah, if and people are listening at. What's that? It's a Laurier thing. Yeah, and cool. and they have stuff at Veritas all the. Is that where that comes from? Well, yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I've been buying from there. When they had it up, I was buying it from there. I was like, this yeah. is the best thing ever. Yeah. 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 No, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's like yeah. just around the corner from Laurier. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to like build a concert series that's kind of pretty environmentally themed. I think it's safe to say. Yeah. It's a zero waste concert you know? series that's mm. also environmentally themed. And like the idea is just to sort of link the emotional power of music to um, sort of encouraging and like facilitating a more emotional and personal connection to the the concept of waste and mm-hmm. environmental issues in general i think what's been pretty successful so far i mean i can see it going and reaching a lot of people right now we've uh, let's see the last show we had maybe like 10 people there but it's really intimate in that way and it's in like a small room um and we had like a zero waste discussion afterwards like a beautiful folk duo piper and carson came and played and that was profound like her her wisdom yeah, just kind yeah, of yeah. emanated from the stage for an hour and everyone just kind of basked in her storytelling and then afterwards yeah they had a we had a um kind of like a zero waste discussion and it was really cool actually it was it was a uh, really meaningful and lots of people i think took well everyone there took the zero waste challenge we partnered with full circle foods to like cool. provide jars and give people like a little coupon for full circle and and everyone there took one, including the person who was just had to be there because we booked the space. Yeah. <laughs> like it just turned into like this nice, nice dialogue where everyone I think was on the same page about how the zero waste movement is so like impactful and, and can actually like really tangibly change the world. Not just like I have this value, but like it, in zero waste, like it doesn't matter if you have that value, you live it or else it's, just, it's meaningless. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so that's something that's really inspiring and, and yeah, one person was there who was actually thinking of taking this challenge to her um, her high school where there were like 350 people, staff and students, yeah. and giving each of them a jar 
and trying to challenge everyone there to limit their waste to one jar for a month. That's awesome. Like it's, it's, and so it's really cool that she was at her series and that like that might actually kind of spread to a whole other... Like that's how these things yeah, start, right? It's yeah, just like it's bit by bit and then all of a sudden it's this like massive social movement. So That's so cool. We're just kind of jumping into it, right? I mean, obviously, zero waste is already, yeah, totally already huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but yeah, it's really just trying to support that. Exciting and trying to yeah connect connect that with music as like a thing that brings people together and has the power and like yeah a lot of our our values as as a band as well are sort of like um, yeah using like our own emotions and and infusing that into the music to sort of create a space where people can explore that like emotional quality in in relation to environmental disasters and, and stuff so yeah. um yeah like trying to because i think like something we've been thinking about is like that you know like the science and statistics and stuff can convince people you know yeah. that climate change like is a real thing and like we should do stuff about it and stuff yeah. like that but but really i think what gets people to act and like um like really sort of commit to, to doing something about it is is having that sort of personal and emotional connection and yeah. i feel like that's something the arts can do i 100 percent agree yeah yeah i mean i think that's that's one of the reasons why the the fridays for future movement is so successful right you know fridays for future no like, I don't, i'm not familiar. like greta timberg you've heard of this swedish girl who started skipping school in protest for climate action I live um, in a box and make no, 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 that's no. all I do. Yeah, well, sorry. We're, we're bringing it to your podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brightest for Future is no, just no. turned into like a, probably tens of millions of, like a lot of people yeah, around the world like are skipping school world. now. A lot of kids because like, they're like, climate strike. we don't have a future. Why are we going to school? Yeah. Just going to skip school and strike so that people take action on climate. That's and I, think, I, I, I just want to bring this up. Yeah. I think the reason why this is so successful is that it like people have a really strong emotional connection to their kids yeah hmm. <laughs> like yeah and so that's why like it's actually like driving that stuff forward because parents are like oh i love my daughter and she's skipping school this must mean a lot, this must mean a lot even yeah. if it's ju- i'm just empathizing with her that stuff so i guess we're trying to do something a little similar just with music as the kind of way to inspire an emotional emotional connection yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got Anyways. like there's one in February that features Richard Garvey, our roommate, who was just cool. hanging out. Yeah, he's an awesome musician and really awesome like community dude. His shows are super fun and sing alongy. Shows awesome. end with eighty people huddling around him, giving him a giant group hug, singing oh, his yeah. choruses. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, and we've also got, <laughs> yeah, we've also got on I think it's great. March sixth <laughs> or seventh. Got a film screening at Princess, which I'm really cool. excited for. Yeah. This is like a film called The Colorado. That's um, like a it's a documentary about the Colorado River, yeah. and like it has a it has an environmental connection. But it's I think 75% just music, just the score, and it's scored by composers like Paolo Pastini and uh, John Luther Adams and some other really awesome. Phil Glass. I don't think so. Oh, I think I, I made that up. Okay. I think I was just imagining that. Yeah, but anyway, it's like every some, film score, some so. really awesome um, uh, <laughs> contemporary American composers. And um, yeah, the music's really beautiful and the visuals are really beautiful. So I'm really excited for that. And then mm-hmm. our last one is, is in April and it's Urso Double Build with the Pandowski String Quartet. Whoa. Yeah. That yeah. is super cool. So we're arranging some of the songs for String Same. Quartet too. Yeah. And that'll be really amazing. Yeah. And that's yeah. at the Button Factory. Yeah. That's awesome. That yeah, sounds... 
Sweet. Really yes. Hey, Sweet. Compost it's on record. Yeah. So how yeah. can they find you guys? Like, are you guys on any like a bunch of modalities, or is it just compostableconcerts.com? That's compostableconcerts.com. That's right. One yeah. more time, <laughs> compostableconcerts.com. That's right. What that is. There's not also, dot. Not a, dot. There's, there's, a Facebook, uh, there's a Facebook page as well. Um, Facebook. Yeah. Same thing. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah super cool well, it's, it's exciting well, we really hope that the concert series keeps going like yeah. I, I guess our goal is like to build enough people in this first season right to have it carry through because we did get a grant for it through the water region arts fund Amazing. but if not enough people come out then yeah, it tricky. then it gets a yeah. little tricky right because yeah. it needs to be self-sustaining in 20 yeah. in 2020 so well, I love what you guys are doing, and if at any point I can help at all, if you need an oboe player, someone to, like, lash as, like, a, a, Great. a you know, a dramatic scene, whatever, uh, oh. I'll be there. I, I'll, I'm going to share it as much as I can, so, like, cool. you got full support. Yeah, maybe not the lashing. Yeah, my brain went into a lot of <laughs> images, like, how can we fit the lashing into the, <laughs> okay. the film screening? Mark <laughs> is Mother Earth. Oh, this is what we're doing here. Oh, no. oh boy. Sure. That's, that's a bad scene. Anyways. We can just play some music together. Yeah, I think that probably... You know, <laughs> we can just play let's, some let's music together. Back. We can edit that, that out. No, no, we can't actually. Um, anyways, getting to kind of the, 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 the root of this podcast, what to listen for. Um, so I think, I think the best way to approach this is to ask you separately... And then maybe ask you guys together as Sounds a duo. Okay. So, which one do you guys want to go first? Keenan does. Keenan does. I do. Killer man. <laughs> Fall and told that is, but yeah. So, <laughs> so whether it be some kid comes up to you and goes like, "Hey, Keenan, like you know, I'm just starting music, and I really it seems all this sounds you know put pattern together. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, what should I listen for? Or or if it's just me being like, "Hey, man, like what do you listen for when you listen to music? What?" What would what I comes say? comes to mind? Um, yeah. Bandcamp. Honestly, Bandcamp is the first thing that comes to mind. I think on Bandcamp that you have the widest access to independent music that's being released around the world. You, it's just it's just so incredible to discover things. So I guess on that note, what I listen for is um, I'm sorry, is Bandcamp like a Bandcamp.com? I've literally you don't know Bandcamp.com? Changing my life. Oh man, Bandcamp is the place. Yeah, like independent musicians around the world upload their music on Bandcamp. It's crazy. You go to the website, you see an album um, uploaded and released once every like three seconds. Wow. It's nuts. An album? Yeah. Jesus. Like there's a, there are like, well, there are 8 billion people about yeah. on yeah. earth. Like, about. yeah, a lot of people making music, you know, and now they have a website that's like the, so yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's amazing. Somewhere between iTunes and SoundCloud, kind of thing for like, yeah, independent artists like releasing music. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. incredible. I mean, the reason I bring that up is that, I mean, what I listen for in music is, well, oftentimes it's just what's new and what's fresh and what excites me, right? So I don't necessarily listen for stuff I'm familiar with. I'm always listening, I'm, I'm always just like listening to other genres and exploring other genres, like yeah. um, stuff that I really. Well, I was gonna say stuff I don't like. I even listen to, but recently I I deleted a few albums from my iTunes because I, I was like, wait. But um, like for instance, like I'd say that. I I mean, what what to listen for? Uh, I just think there's there's so much out there that I can't really say any one thing. Well, you like even I mean? just in if you're gonna pick like one album, 
or, or one okay one album um like what about the album what about the song like what is it like is it just the color of the instruments no, I together think, i think the honesty and truthfulness yeah like of, of the of the music means means a lot to me like um some albums that are kind of like I've been listening to them for like four years. Jose Gonzalez, Vestiges and Claws. That's one album that just like seems true no yeah. matter what. <laughs> like, you know, just, and it's, it's so, um, yes, yeah, so it's like really personal and it feels like there's nothing between, yeah, there's just nothing, like nothing technical, nothing recording wise. It's like just, it just feels like it's that person. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? Like, Definitely, just sheer creativity with sound is totally. the other thing I listen yeah. I listen yeah. for a lot. I really really like albums that include like found sounds, like you know banging on a trash bin or like turning a drill or whatever. Yeah. Like, stuff that's just sound used in a creative way is yeah. something that I really really look up to, and um, and people whose voices are just so distinctly them expressing themselves, which is why I never ever really listen to classical like i never listen yeah. to opera or anything totally. like because there's seems like there's a standard in terms of like how you're supposed to use your voice so for instance like joanna newsom like holy cow uh just one of the most yeah. incredible singers that's like so, her voice is so distinctly hers and, mm -hmm. and the style and um yeah i'd say yeah the honesty how so what do you mean by honesty like if you're gonna explain that to a kid how would you explain that? If like, what do you mean right. honesty, Keenan? I like hearing this kid's voice. Can oh, this kid ask me more questions? I can ask you so many questions. Good. <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kids do. Um, what do I mean by honesty? I. Uh, it's hard to put a finger on. It just. It just feels, like like the person is being honest in their presentation of the music. I don't know how else to say it. It's not like. Like they're not putting up. It's not contrived or anything like that. Like I've heard. Um, I've heard the most flawless performances, like when I played more classical music and I was in Orford, um, I heard flawless classical music performances that just did not move me at all, even though uh, like these people had won like second in the international Chopin competition, yeah. right? It's just, and, and then I hear another person goes on, clearly struggles with the music, but you can just feel like their own investment. Yeah, man. And um, that, that to me is like the honesty, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, if, if some other person recorded Jose Gonzalez's album, note for note, but it was like done in a way that they thought about how to shape every single individual note, they yeah. knew all of his inflections and they knew exactly what to do to get the audience to feel a certain thing, I probably wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. You know, just because it's just so raw, just like, this is who I am, you know, and then you just kind of, yeah. Totally, man. Or at least, if not feel the music, like really empathize towards what that person is. Yeah is experiencing themselves and you can just you yeah. can just feel that so that, that's kind of what i mean by honesty i think yeah that's cool yeah. man well i think that comes out actually because i've heard you play like a good number of times now i think i mean it's been a little while lately but mm. and like that's something on that i i honestly experience when i oh, watch you play no seriously though, i mean like you just some people i think veda is the same um some people you you see them play and you can tell that they're just naked up there like they're just giving you what mm. they have mm. you know and it's 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 a great visual as well but no it really is it's a, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to partake in i totally know what you're saying man mm. how about you 
All the same yeah. question. Alveda. <laughs> yes, middle child Mark. <laughs> My name's Freddie. I, can't imagine, <laughs> I cannot imagine your voice being that high. Oh, I would have liked to hear child Mike. Mark. Mark, child, <laughs> child Mike, yeah. Child I'd Mike. like to meet child Mike. Too. Uh, I'm the same Mohawk, though. Yeah, I've had this for 10 years. It's coming off soon. I'm donating to cancer. Check me out on Facebook and uh, raise some money for it. Anyways. Shameless plug. plug. I do. People keep telling me that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all we talk about in the orchestra. Is what? Oh, Mark has to pick up his hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> um, what do I listen for? Yeah. Well, like what sets your mind on fire when you're listening to something? I'm really interested in hearing uh, this. Well, I feel like I I just really feel like so many separate people when I try to answer questions because I have like seven like opposing answers. Me too, man. Um, like one is that like I listen to a lot of classical music. Yeah. And I love live classical music. Um. And obviously, especially Eastern Quartets. And, like, one thing that makes me go crazy is, like, pristine intonation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Dude. Like, like incredible, yeah. like, pure <laughs> intervals yes. that just resonate like crazy. Um, uh, yeah. So that, that definitely gets me in, like, a kind of shivery way, yeah. you know? And um, Especially live, man. Absolutely, yeah. Oh. To feel like something happened to a room that, like, everyone physically resonates with. Yeah. It's so magical. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a little bit similar to Keenan in like in live performances that sort of like, you know, I can I can, you know, forgive some technique or whatever. Um, but if if it doesn't feel like I guess, OK, I have this sort of sort of mentality that I forced on myself, like when I perform, which is that like if I'm performing, <coughs> I I have to remind myself that in the moment that I'm playing a piece, it's my favorite piece in the whole world, and that my job is to show the audience what an amazing piece it is. And so like sometimes I feel like if I'm if I'm at a concert and and people and like the performers don't seem to be living that, then that's a little frustrating. So that sort of thing where when people are are performing what seems to be their favorite music and they're really sold on it then like i want to be a part of it you know i'm like i'm like there for their enthusiasm kind of thing um i don't really feel that in recorded music i'm like very much a a live and in person kind of music person but um yeah i actually sort of funny enough like encountered this question recently with a, a dad of one of keaton's students uh, who just sort of kept repeatedly um, asking me, oh yeah, um, okay, <laughs> what, what uh, like how to know if music is good. He wanted like a very very clear objective answer yeah. to how to like judge music, yeah. and it's really hard to answer because like he wasn't taking any of my like oh you know it's it's subjective it's like what you what you feel resonates with you it's like what you really like and stuff like that and he's like no like you know i'm a computer programmer like i know how to tell if someone made a good code that works and like i want to be able to tell if someone made a good composition that works sort of thing and it was like i don't know like part of me just sort of is confused by that but also like i found it really interesting to think about like that anyway just just that as a kind of idea but uh um some classical music related things that I'm really into my I think my current favorite composers are Caroline Shaw and Nicole Lisey um maybe because I'm a little bit in love with women's voices in music but um but Caroline Shaw (laughs) just like 
exploits the human voice in the way that I've never heard. And really? Like, yeah, I just, she, yeah, she just draws amazing sounds out of vocal ensembles, but so um, cool. her string quartets are also fantastic. And But like, yeah, this I think maybe sort of combines a lot of those points that I was just talking about. It's like, I recently played with the Laura Singers and they did um, a really huge work by Caroline Shaw. And, uh, and it was like, when their voices were perfectly resonant and they were singing about um, a lot of that work is about the migrant crisis and how how we can be sort of reaching out our hands and how we can be involved in that and that sort of stuff. So I, I could feel from the choir that like investment in the concept of the piece, as well as like the beauty of those perfect, beautiful choir intervals. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so her, her music really, really speaks to me as well as the Coulisse. I just think is like such a fun composer. She writes for a lot of like um, board games and like um, yeah, like really fun music and really like kind of glitchy electronic sounds, but made by like acoustic instruments and stuff like that. So I find I like I played her her opera uh, over the summer and it was like just so crazy cool. Like she she just makes yeah. So I guess that kind of thing like just sort of wonderful sounds whatever that might mean whether it's like that kind of glitchy situation or like 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 pulled amazing vocals um and the yeah and of course there are so many more string quartets i could talk about wow but but there's also something like i guess part of the honesty thing is like in from a um, compositional perspective I think like some of the time you can you can feel like that the composer is writing from somewhere and not just like churning out music yeah um, like two pieces that really come to mind for me on that front are Beethoven's late string quartet opus 132 and Ligeti's first string quartet and like Ligeti was writing under like a lot of oppression and I think like it's a piece that he wrote not having access to instruments to play it um, and wow. it was like a, yeah, it was like coming from a really crazy situation and there's, there's so much in that piece and like, um, and, and the Beethoven one is like, you know, he had been super sick and like thought he was going to die. And, and then this was like, like a moment of extreme joy and like, yeah. there's like, yeah. How do you make joy as a sound? <laughs> yeah. But like he does it and like, yeah. And it, I think that something actually that. I heard from Katie Schleicher, the wonderful cellist that She's we all know and love, uh, <laughs> was that she was telling me, like, you know, I learned emotions from playing string quartets. Like, Brahms taught me how to feel. Like, that sort of thing. And I think, I think like, there are some really great examples of that. Like, that, like, I don't know that I really would know how to put words to that type of extreme joy if I didn't know that piece. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. And on the non-classical front... Uh, Joni Mitchell's album Blue oh, is the best thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about yeah. voices. You're saying uh, uh, Shaw, like the way she writes mm-hmm. for the voice. I was like, I was like, I thought you were talking about. Uh, I don't know her work. I thought you were talking about a specific voice, and I was like, man, yeah, that's probably how I feel about Joni Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah but that Mitchell, album, like that album, I think yeah. it's like the best. Yeah, it's yeah, the best. So like beautiful. that's that's one like I've been listening to for a really long time and like will never stop yeah. being okay mm-hmm. with it on loop in every yeah. car ride, you know? Like yeah, 100%. Um, and I think just like every song is amazing. 
and everything she does with it is mm-hmm. amazing and her voice is amazing and her chords are so amazing. Mm-hmm. I love I love the way she like treats harmony sort of in like yeah. a Debussy style of like yeah, the sort of and tunes her instrument to the land <laughs> sort of situation. Sure. Yeah. She's such a craftsman. Like even the way she sings, everything is so yeah, so fun. Yeah, and she's like she's like she's an incredible artist, but I always think she's like a craftsman first. Cause everything is in place mm. and specific. Like it's not forced, but it's so in tune with what needs to be there and why and when it needs to be there. Mm. I don't know. Have you heard her uh, any of her stuff with? I'm sure you have passively, but uh, actively with uh, Jacob Pistorius. The like so. incredible jazz bass player. Yes, right? jazz she did something player. with Jacko. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, we did know that. We looked. We listened to it. Yeah, that stuff. Like she, I think she did almost a full album. She did a bunch of tunes. They're kind of like hard to find. They're more in Jacko's works than mm-hmm. hers. But the, like the two of them working together was because that man sings through the bass. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And uh, oh, those two. I mean, that was when I was when I was playing along in high school. Our bass. And his singing too, that stuff was like mind altering. Like mm-hmm. you come finish, you finish, finish listening to one of those songs and you like need a break. You need a minute to like kind of recoup and think mm-hmm. about it and then listen to it again. It's just, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, totally agree with you. Oh, I'm going to go listen to that tonight. Sure. <laughs> I, I haven't, I actually don't know if I've heard them. Yeah. That's good. Cool. I'm going to listen to Catherine Shaw. Caroline Shaw. Caroline Shaw. Caroline Shaw. Yeah, listen to her uh, Partita for Eight Voices. It's like one of the best pieces of music I know and uh, I won a Pulitzer Prize and it's like incredible, 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 incredible. That's crazy. She uh, teaches at at NYU, which is sort of how I fell down the rabbit hole of looking at composition masters in New York City. (laughs) Dude, follow your heart. (laughs) So then you guys together, I mean, we've talked a little bit about how you make music, uh, like how how you compose. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a group, I mean, like you said, like hearing her play, you're like, all right, yeah, yeah, this is it. This will work. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe like flatter each other a bit, tell each other how, how much you love each other's playing. But, but <laughs> what do you guys listen for when you're playing together? Like, how does that experience, how do you interact together? Like, what does it feel like? And, and, and I mean, maybe intellectually, like, what are you doing? When you're interacting what with does it feel recently? like to play together it feels great <laughs> it's really nice um yeah you want to start this one off um maybe uh <laughs> hmm. i think like you know when you were talking about uh like how amazing it is to to play with somebody and yeah. like really get to know their playing and um especially like we were talking about in a duo um I think what's like even more amazing about about playing with Keenan is like that we like we have very similar backgrounds, I guess, in this department. Like we both have classical backgrounds mm-hmm. uh, and we both care a lot about the environmental crisis and mm-hmm. we both have done some songwriting. Um, and so so, yeah, like we sort of have approached this this folkish style from that and so that's really helpful that um, I think, like, we can, we musically are a lot on the same page um, in terms of, like, what sounds we like and mm-hmm. um, the sort of, a lot of our music is, I think you can kind of hear the classical influence in, t- mm-hmm. in terms of, like, um, 
maybe like the complexity of the harmonies. Obviously, it's not unique to classical music. Or the but form like, too. Um, yeah, and so, and I really love that about about our playing is that it it feels like we're playing chamber music. You know, yeah. it doesn't feel like we're, um, yeah, like it doesn't feel like we're sort of alone in a groove that happens to be happening at the same time sort of mm-hmm. thing. It's like it really feels like um, there's a lot of like. Uh, dynamic situation not just like mm-hmm. you know volume dynamics but like yeah. there's a lot of like motion and it's very like present and it like exists when it does <laughs> I don't know what that means but it feels like it unfolded um, yeah I really like that about 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 playing together is like that it it feels like we're creating something new every time I guess it's sort of like that that chamber music thing that's awesome. Are you guys we, are both such great listeners separate from each other. I mean, even just conversationally. Like, I really love both of you. Awesome to talk to. Oh, <laughs> super friendly. Thanks. Good people. <laughs> You're also really good musicians. And I've seen both of you perform, and I've, I've played with both of you now, for sure. Um, and, uh, like, when I when, when I found out you guys were in a duo together, I was like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, like, really? No, seriously. Like, you guys are so, and, and I think you're different musicians from what I knew of you. But... But both very good listeners. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm not shocked that it, it feels good. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. Uh, yeah, I guess for myself playing with Veda, I mean, obviously, yeah, she's just an incredible listener. Um, I think I think one of the things that I appreciate the most is how empathetic you are as a player, and that when we're making music together, you you really empathize with you know. I'm singing a line or something, you know exactly what to fit and what a few people have said about our style is, you know, that is actually kind of uncommon is that the violin, which is usually a lead instrument, is actually playing while I'm singing the entire time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like taking a background kind of thing, but really like complimenting the voice yeah. and kind of moving with it. And um, a lot of the time that just kind of, or in a lot of other settings when that happens, like that just kind of takes over, right? Yeah. And you have to like know how to play less or play accompaniment. And, um, yeah, you just know how to play at the same time and <laughs> accompany the vocal line while not detracting from it, but it really feels like you're actually singing with another voice and it's like a duet. Yeah. Um, it's really, really, really beautiful. Yeah. And also just, you know, singing, you know, songs about the environment and, you know, other other things. I feel like we're pretty much on the same page. So, like, it's it feels really cohesive, even if, one of us has written the song or the other one wrote the song like that the sentiment is usually so shared that it's just like well that might as well yeah it's an us <laughs> song you know yeah. it really feels like yeah that just works with both of us and that's that's really special too um yeah i also just love like how we went on a bike tour and we're like we, we yeah. biked 600 yeah 600k from kingston to kitchener we we're gonna do another bike tour in bc this may and it's like you'll actually do that it's yeah, really sure. cool it's that yeah do crazy yeah that's that's really 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 fun um <laughs> just hanging out. And, and like apart from the music just like talking on stage and it feels like like there's there's a lot of stigma around like being open about how how we're all experiencing these changes to the planet and and trying to like grapple with them on an emotional level mm-hmm. and i think that having another person there that's you know also decidedly open is really affirming and mm. it makes you go oh yeah okay this is it's okay to be this open and um 
here's why there's another person over there who's doing the same thing <laughs> you know and that's yeah. that's really that's really affirming and mm. even apart from the music that's really great I also love, I sort of figured out how to phrase the thing that I was talking about, which is like also something that people comment on a lot is that it feels like we're just talking to each other, mm. um, but we're just, you know, playing our instruments. But well, a lot of our songs also do have those like improv sections that can go on for an indeterminate that's length true, of yeah. time. Yeah, but like, but, I, yeah. I just, I really love how like, you know, even though obviously like we rehearse and stuff, it doesn't feel like you, like, this is the song, we play the song. It yeah. feels like we're inventing it and talking to each other every time. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. That would be boring otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's so cool. You guys are so great. I'm so uh, glad yo, you guys are doing this. Hey, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much thanks for, for coming to our kitchen. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a cutest little apartment. I really <laughs> we call it the cabin. I can say. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We're surrounded by, like, to everything is wood. Yeah, I so, want yeah. I want this to be my podcast studio. We'll always do podcasts. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. We could yeah. also do like a little recording studio here at some point. Just good. Anyways, you guys are so fun together, and you're such good musicians. And I think anyone who can come see you guys and doesn't is like so seriously missing out on a nourishing musical experience, uh, an amazing experience just as a person and like connecting with people. Because the two of you, separate and together, I mean. Honestly, it feels like you guys are trying to like reach out and like hug everyone around you all the time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's just, totally the that's goal. What's up. <laughs> that's one hundred percent the goal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I'm in. But thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, check them out at urso-music.com and composableconcerts.com.com. All right, yeah. cool. Sweet. Thank you guys so much. You're amazing. Hey, thanks for having us.